the pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to the John DePietro Show. Well, folks, good afternoon. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. It's 106. It is Friday. It is December 17th. This portion of the program is brought by the Lodge Pub and Eatery. Stop in and see them. 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. The Lodge, and they have that big, beautiful outdoor deck. Folks, I want to dip into, just for a few moments, this is uh, the uh, police officer, Kim Potter, is on the stand right now. And she is the one that shot, she meant to use her taser and shot Dante Wright. I want to, um, let's just dip into this. This is Kim Potter on the stand. This is cross-examination, by the way. Oh, Oh, they're going to a sidebar. All right. Um, I do want to follow that. This is, you know, what's interesting to me about this um, Kim Potter folks on the stand, and that is that since Kyle Rittenhouse took the stand, you you are to me. You're now seeing that you had Jesse Smollett take the stand, and now I, I think it's positive because for so long. Uh, you you would the, the defendants were seemingly never taking the stand, and I you know I I know from having um, our legal expert on attorney Tim Dodd that certainly there's, they're not forced to, and it's their right to not take the stand. So, but I do want to follow this. Um, this is the case that then you know caused so much. She they stopped him. Uh, he was fighting. She was screaming, taser, 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 and then instead she accidentally shot him with the gun, and and she is uh, on trial right now, and she has agreed to take the stand. So they're having a sidebar right now with the judge. We are going to come back to that. I recognize right now at 108 in the Ocean State, it's John DePietro. You know, and I'm also getting email from people saying that they're just going to decide if they go into a business and they stop this individual without a mask, then they'll just go somewhere else. But um, I think it's important to make sure that our small businesses are not harmed. Folks, and uh, before we go back to it, and I believe they are, okay, this is back to the cross-examination. I just want to hear a little bit of this. Let's dip in, folks. April 11th started as a slow and uneventful day, right? I guess. It's London. Okay. I'm going to put on the screen exhibits 224 and exhibit 178 next to each other, please. This is the police officer with a taser. Dante Wright. This is cross-examination. This portion of the trial brought by J. Kale Engineering. All right, Ms. Potter, on the screen are exhibits 224 and 178. Um, you'd agree that these are photos of your taser and your firearm, respectively, yes? My firearm, for sure. I'm not sure if that's the taser that was taken that day, but I'm guessing it is. And you carried a taser 7 that day, correct? Yes. And that's what's in this picture, Exhibit 224? Yes. Um, now, these items look different, don't they? Yes. The objection is overruled. I, I think you answered. Did you answer? You may answer if you didn't. Yes. Well, the taser is big, bright, and yellow. Um, the taser is yellow, right? Compared to the handgun. Yes. The firearm is black, correct? Yes. Yes. Um, the taser weighs about half as much as your loaded Glock, right? I don't know. doesn't weigh the same, correct? That's what they testified to earlier, but I don't know. When it comes to the Taser 7 that you had just uh, been recertified on or certified to use, your department used long-range cartridges for that Taser 7, correct? I don't know. You were trained to use it, correct? I don't know now. I don't remember. You don't remember being trained to use the Taser 7 at all? No, I remember being trained, but I don't remember today what cartridges we were issued. Okay. So you went out on the street with the Taser not knowing what that Taser did? I would assume that on the day I worked, I would know, but I don't know. It's been months now. Okay. No reason to dispute that the Brooklyn Center Police Department used long-range cartridges in the Taser 7, correct? 
No. And the reason to do that would be so that you could fire at farther distance with your taser and you wouldn't need to approach someone up close, correct? I would have, I don't know, I would assume so, but I don't, I'm not positive. Well, that's why someone would use a long-range cartridge as opposed to a short-range cartridge, correct? Yes. And you've been training on tasers since 2002, correct? Yes. You know how they work, right? Mm -hmm. and you know yes. They do. Can we take those down, please, and put up Exhibit 214? Right. 
Yes. Um, so you were serving as Officer Lucky's FTO on April 11th. How long had you been his FTO? I believe it would be five shifts. It would have started the Monday after Easter Sunday. Okay. But you were essentially in a supervisory position, right? Serving as his FTO? Yes, I guided him. It's a big responsibility, true? Yes. You have to be a good example, sort of set the stage for what a good police officer should do in any particular situation, right? Yes. And to do the job of an FTO, you have to be really familiar with policy and training and um, proper uses of force, right? Yes. And you have to make sure that someone else is doing it all right, too, right? Correct. And you testified that that morning, the morning of, of April 11th, um, you reviewed pursuit policy with Officer Lucky, correct? That afternoon. Okay. Well, this is the cross-examination, uh, Officer Kim Potter, the officer that mistakenly shot Dante Wright with the gun instead of taser on the John DePito show. We're not in the city, right? Did you tell Dr. Miller that you told Officer Lucky in reviewing pursuit policy, you used the phrase, we're not in the city? Because we're on Zane Avenue, which is in Brooklyn Park. And why did you say that? To remind him of geographical boundaries. And you were also reminding him of the limitations of the pursuit policy, correct? Uh, what do you mean? That you can't just get into a high-speed car chase or shoot up a car without specific reasons, right? Yes, for a our pursuit policy limits what we can pursue for. And a, a gross misdemeanor warrant doesn't qualify for a, for a vehicle's pursuit, right? Not according to our policy. And you had just reviewed that policy with Officer Lucky that day, correct? Yes. So getting to what happened with the stop, uh, you said that there was a turn signal misplacement, perhaps. You saw a, the wrong turn signal. That was the first thing that you saw? Officer Lucky saw it first. Okay, so you didn't see the wrong turn signal. But after that, you saw the air freshener, right? I saw the expired registration. Well, you had said on direct that you would not have pulled that vehicle over, right? Probably not. And you said that you knew that there had been some delays. Oh. Of COVID with people getting their tabs up to date, right? Yes. But you also mentioned the air freshener to counsel on direct, didn't you? Yes. But regardless, expired tabs, air freshener, this is the kind of traffic stop that is pretty routine for you in your 26 years as a cop, right? No traffic stops routine, but it would have been something I would have done several times. I'm sure you've seen lots and lots of cars with air fresheners and expired tabs. True? Yes. And then the decision was made to pull over the car. You mentioned that there was some information that maybe there was some other warrant that you learned about around that time. You didn't discuss any of that with Officer Lucky, did you? He would have had the same warrant hit that I would have heard. None of that was mentioned. None of it was even worth discussing with Officer Lucky at the time you pulled over the car. Fair? I don't remember if we talked about it or not. Okay. But in any case, you pull over the car, and Officer Lucky approaches the driver's side, approaches Mr. Wright, right? Yes. And he came back to the car with a name, date of birth,
Yes. Well, no, there's an opportunity. So you corrected him, and then he re-entered the information, and then you, um, you found out about the warrant, right? Yes. Um, now, there was also a conversation about Officer Lucky co-foring himself, right? Doing what? Code-foring himself. Oh, code-foring, yes. And did you also correct Officer Lucky for doing that? He did it before he ran the driver, and he shouldn't do that. And you told him that, right? Yes. Don't code-for yourself before you have all the information. Something to that effect, right? Yes. And again, that was your job as the FTO to correct the, whatever he was doing that was wrong, right? Yes. So... You got this information um, and then made this decision to go arrest Mr. Wright, correct? Yes. And you didn't talk about going out there with guns drawn or anything like that. You didn't talk about using force on the approach or anything like that, right? No. Um, and then Officer Lucky pulled uh, or asked Mr. Wright to get out of the car, which he did, right? Yes. And you stood back and watched this happen, correct? That was just a couple feet away. Okay. Um, but you didn't correct the way that that had happened. You didn't tell Officer Lucky to move or to put Mr. Wright somewhere else, right? I wouldn't do that to a rookie in front of a suspect. Okay. But you didn't do it in regardless. No. And then as you approached and got closer, uh, well, was there a moment that you got closer after things didn't quite go the way you had hoped they would go? I got closer before that happened. Okay. And you'd agree that you unsnapped your gun holster as you approached, right? No, I wouldn't agree to that. All right, if we could put on the screen Exhibit 12, just the still image at 201.20, please. And zoomed in on, the, yes, the squad car view. Um, you see yourself in that picture? Yes. And you see your right hand on the right side of your... Yes. Is your right hand on your firearm here? Uh, it's blurry, but it's possible. Okay. We can take that down, thank you. Okay, but the, uh, the objection is 
stayed. You also testified about learning about an order for protection, correct? Yes. So it was a, a temporary uh, one that you saw, correct? I believe it was an ex parte order. And essentially, the order that you're describing would limit contact between two people, correct? Yes, in various ways. It doesn't prohibit all contact with all members of the opposite sex, right? Just certain parties that they're not supposed to have contact with. Right. And you'd agree that half the world's population is female, right? I suppose. So just having a female passenger in your car is not in and of it, and by itself a violation of an OSP, correct? It has to be investigated. Sure. And you did not see a need to rush up to the passenger side of the vehicle and um, pull this woman to safety, right? Not at the moment. Okay. Now, there was also some um, conversation, as you saw in the videos that were offered in, in court in this case, conversation about uh, the Wright brothers. You made a comment about the Wright brothers joking about not the ones that fly, right? Yes. Um, and any concerns about whether there was some other Wright family in the area? Sergeant Johnson told you not that family, not this situation, right? I wasn't sure who they were. Okay. But he didn't cause you uh, any greater, he didn't tell you this is the family we should be concerned about. We got to worry about this guy, right? No, he didn't say anything like that. Okay. And when you got um, over to that car and Mr. Wright got back into the car, the car was still running, right? It was running that whole time. I don't know if it was on or not. But you told Dr. Miller that the car was running, didn't you? I don't remember that. You told Dr. Miller that Wright pulled away and got back into the driver's seat of the car, which was still running. Okay, then I said that. Lucky's left side to help him. And you indicated that uh, Sergeant Johnson had approached on the passenger side, but he wouldn't have been in front of the door because that would have been unsafe, right? Yes. Okay. I'm going to put on the screen exhibit 13, starting at 201.48, just that. Once again, you've been listening to uh, Officer Kim Potter. She is the officer that uh, mistakenly shot Dante Wright in that traffic stop. Uh, she is on the stand. That's cross-examination. We may go back to it, but it's 129. Um, she is the individual that seemingly mistakenly shot Dante Wright in that traffic stop. And then that just resulted in, in a lot more unrest. She Claimed she was going for a taser. She was yelling taser, 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 and then accidentally uh, shot and killed him. So, but I, we do want to stay on schedule. It is unusual. That was the cross examination, um, and I. It, it's tough to judge just how she's doing. It's folks. It's very. Let me say this at one thirty, and you're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM thirteen eighty and ninety nine point nine FM. I was just um, seeing on social media that a former police officer said, you know. She's supposed to be judged by a jury of her peers. However, unless you have a jury full of police officers that have to make um, life or death decisions in in a matter of you know in a matter of seconds, then. Um, then, then it's really not a jury of her peers. So, it, it, it based on what we were just listening to, 
as far as just where the taser is and then where her service weapon is. I, I would I would say that that's that's hard. She she you know we haven't seen or heard anything that she was intending to kill him, but what I think remains to be seen is if there is um, on whether or not just what kind of recklessness it was. So now earlier she did explain this Kim Potter. Let me play this where she talked about when when she did in fact shoot him and she got very, very emotional. Um, I remember yelling, taser, 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 nothing happened. Then he told me I shot him. So, uh, you know, you just, I, I feel for a member of law enforcement, you know, they skip over the fact that that you have someone wanted on a warrant. They pull them over. They're, they're not complying. First, he gets out of the vehicle. Then he jumps back in the vehicle. And I, I just it's it's just so difficult on on our uh, the men and women of law enforcement when when they're thrown into that situation and they have to make um split-second decisions of that of that nature. I think it is. I think it's really unfair when and 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 I don't know how this is is going to turn out. I mean, I don't know if anyone does, but I let me just can we hear the sound of uh, of that? That's when she was on the stand talking about it. At that point in time, what did you interpret it to mean? He had a look of fear on his face. It's nothing I've seen before. Did you say anything when you saw this? What did you do? We were struggling. We were trying to keep him from driving away. It just, it just went chaotic. I, it's... And then I remember yelling, taser, taser, taser. And nothing happened. You know, again, I, I mean, it just sounds as if she lost her cool and panicked. That's the way it sounds to me. All right, folks, again, it, you're listening to the John DePietro Show. Now, I uh, want to encourage you and help you. And uh, remember, you want to support small business. And uh, let's reach out. You know what makes a great gift? A gift certificate to competition shooting supplies. Yes, it does. My gun guy. Stop and see John Francis, 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket. Let's see if I can uh, reach the Defender of the Faith. He's always updating his Facebook page. And, folks, they're open today and tomorrow, and then they will be open uh, next week. But a gift certificate makes a, a great gift for the firearm enthusiasts in your life. It's competition shooting supplies, 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket. Look, folks, there he is. Joining us right now is the Defender of the Faith. It's our friend John Francis. Happy Friday, John Francis. Hi, John. How are you? John, I was just mentioning that a gift certificate at Competition Shooting Supplies makes a fantastic Christmas gift. It certainly does, and we've certainly uh, put out quite a few of those in the last few days. Good. Now, let's talk about you are uh, very diligent about updating uh, Facebook. What people need to uh, recognize is there's certainly uh, a pretty good supply of ammo out there and then some unique weapons that happen to find their way into competition shooting supplies. Yes. So um, uh, the last one I posted last night, yep. uh, the Sentry Arms uh, Elite Combat, that is still here. Great. Um, the M1, the Springfield Armory M1A 308 rifle, that's gone. I've already sold that. Already gone. That wow. Actually, was sold about 15 minutes after I posted it on. Holy Facebook. cow! Now you have um, some terrific uh, rifles that came in. What can you tell? Tell us about the, the Ruger, the threaded barrel, and uh, the scope, and some of the oh, others. Oh, yeah, so that's a, that's a special.
special edition uh, Halo uh, model. So uh, instead of the usual either 16 or 18 inch, this one has a little bit longer 20 inch. Uh, the threaded uh, muzzle is for states that allow the use of suppressors. So like Connecticut, for example, it's actually legal to purchase a suppressor um, and use them. Uh, Vermont, New, uh, Maine, New Hampshire, you can have them there, just not here in Massachusetts. Um, but that doesn't come with sights, but it does come with the scope rail. Uh, the AR-15 there, that's a budget-friendly uh, AR. Uh, that one is still here as well. And that's only 550. Wow. It does come with a standard 30 round uh, magazine. Uh, so, yeah, anybody looking to buy a brand, get into an AR at a pretty reasonable price, that would be the one to go with. Now, John Francis, you also got uh, a bunch of new stuff. Boy, the Smith and Wesson. What about that Smith and Wesson, the, uh, the Victory 55? You have some great new handguns that came in. Yes. Uh, so that's a stainless steel, uh, five and a half inch uh, target model from them. Uh, that is still available. Um, I still have uh, most of the, uh, the the Ruger that's in that picture. Uh, I had two of them. One's already sold, but I do still have uh, a number of the Glocks that are still there. The um, Israeli-made uh, 1911 45 pistol with the custom knife that's was just sold this morning. Wow, beautiful. And the other Smith & Wesson pistol with the knife, that is still available as well. Whew, fantastic. All right, now, John Francis, we're down to crunch time. Actually, no, next week there's still some time. But what are your hours for today and for tomorrow at Competition Shooting Supplies? So today I am here until uh, 6 o'clock. Tomorrow, 9 to 430. Um, I will be closed next Saturday, like most places. Right. Uh, Christmas Eve, I will be open uh, from uh, 10 to 3. And and what about um, if there's someone listing right now and maybe they have some firearms, either that they're theirs or maybe they inherited or a family member, what is your policy on that? Uh, so, um, you, know, uh, we, you know, we've talked about this before. If they have something, you know, they want to, uh, they don't want to keep it, they want to part with it, just give us a call uh, and we'll explain everything, uh, your options. That you can do a consignment uh, in which we sell it on your behalf uh, for a fee, uh, or we can purchase them outright. Uh, but if they want to keep them, we can also facilitate that transfer uh, into their name. Um, and uh, so sometime after the first of the year, I have uh, potentially a very large uh, collection that may be coming my way. Uh, we're talking somewhere between one and two hundred guns. Oh, wow! I already talked to the uh, the, uh, the the uh, person's uh, son. He just has to, you know, make a list of everything that's there. Not over ninety five percent of the items he said were never used. Huh. They're still brand new in the original boxes. Wow! Um, and I believe he said. He had an extensive amount of ammunition as well. That is fantastic. Folks, nothing says Merry Christmas than a, a nice gift certificate at Competition Shooting Supplies. John Francis, great job, and we will talk to you before Christmas next week. Awesome. Thank All you. right. There he is, folks. John Francis, Competition Shooting Supply. Stop it and see him. You know, he is uh, my gun guy. He is so knowledgeable. And you hear he's always got new selection in. Pop in and see him. Visit him, 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket. It's competition shooting supplies. And as you could tell, I mentioned he's always updating his uh, Facebook page, which I think is uh, is terrific. So, well, folks, good afternoon at 140. To give you an idea of some of the headlines, um, it, it's um, something that someone asked me if I was following what was going on with with uh, covid Overseas Now, keep in mind that they don't have, overseas they don't have, not all countries have the, the vaccine the way we have it, and they don't have the testing that we um, have it. So there, there is a problem right now where the CDC is warning people not to get the, the J&J over, uh, over the, this clotting issue. So that is definitely a problem. But right now, there's no evidence that the Omicron is less severe than Delta. 
says the UK researchers. Um, there is a study that's saying it's vaccine resistant. Now, that's problematic. Uh, muscles can balloon in size as strange new side effects. Viral blizzard about to hit. Americans feel whiplash. New York City, once again, the epicenter. How about in New York? They're waiting five to six hours in line to get tested. The Rockettes have been shut down. With few nurses, won't take much to overwhelm the system. And that is something that we're finding locally. Again, uh, that falls on the doorstep of Governor McKee that allowed all those healthcare workers and frontline workers to leave because of his mandate. And so that's a problem. France is banning UK travel. So there is definitely a warning. UK cases hit new pandemic high. Just remember that they don't necessarily have not all countries have what the United States has. So I think that's I think that's very, very important to remember. Folks, again, on this sunny Friday, the weather is delightful right now. It's 60 degrees. We're going to get a slight dusting of snow tomorrow. And then the Patriots are playing tomorrow night. And I love Saturday night football this time of year, let alone when it's going to be a great game, Patriots against the Colts. So I like... Um, the idea of that a lot. Uh, I'm looking at some other headlines. Massachusetts workforce is almost back to its pre-pandemic size. State's unemployment rate ticked up to 5.4%, but they say that's actually good news. More people are starting to look for work. So that's positive. That's positive news. Now, Rhode Island is pretty much neck and neck with that, although some people will tell you that uh, in Rhode Island, a lot of people have lost the have left the workforce so that's definitely something um how about this new breathalyzer device could detect covid could soon be submitted for emergency use authorization so i find that's um that's interesting uh let's see boy that's something i providence plan pleads guilty in fake catering scam Paul DeJeans pled guilty to charge wire fraud and assault. He was arrested, fake catering company, buying and selling 831000 in lobster, shrimp, and steak. And that's where he allegedly rammed an FBI vehicle with his car trying to run down offices, then went on the lam for nine days. Wow. Um, known as Paul DeGilio, applied for credit with three food distribution companies. Using a bank account information obtained uh, fraudulently from some of Rhode Island's finest restaurants, including Capriccio, Mayer, and Riviera. He then resold food to other companies, including some of the same restaurants with bank accounts using to buy the food. Caught on to the illegal scheme, caught him in a parking lot near his workplace, Diggers Catch on North Broadway in East Providence. But in a second course of uh, alleged illegal activity, rammed his gray Mercedes into an FBI vehicle and drove two FBI agents who had to jump out of the way. He then proceeded to drive the Mercedes into a customer van, another FBI car, escaping with 100000 and remaining on the run for nine days, captured at a hotel in Middleborough, Mass. So back in August, he appeared. He charged wire fraud, or aggravated identity theft, and assault on federal officers. Pled guilty, federal court, charge of wire fraud, assault of federal officer, blah, blah, blah. Extensive criminal history, charges such as theft by deception, forgery, identity theft, counterfeit checks. Two warrants for arrest in Massachusetts. So at one point in the Zoom hearing, he asked, can I say something? His lawyer told him, no, I will speak with you after the hearing. Could not be reached for comment after the hearing. Um... LePage catering folks the you know this is something with criminals that you know every you always have to remember that every day there is someone sitting around trying to think of some kind of a, a scam so this uh, test to stay policy US officials are endorsing the test to stay policy it allows close contact of students infected to remain in the classroom if they test negative it should be that way so there are positives folks we have to we have to focus on the positives. There are a lot of positives. So I want to, once again, at 145, encourage you to, when you're getting your Christmas shopping done, folks, shop locally. Support many of our 
local businesses. There's great Christmas gifts out there, and you can support a local business by simply uh, shopping local, and uh, you you get great gifts, and you're helping out some of the local businesses. Much like, let's see if we can reach our friend Marie at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. She's open right now on the sunny Friday. Look at that blue sky. Good day to swing down Menden Road. Pop in diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant. She has great gifts. Whether it be some of the... Folks, there it is on this sunny Friday. Marie, I was just saying, my goodness, what an ideal day. 60 degrees, blue sky, weather is clear. What a perfect time to pop into It's My Health for some great gifts that you have available. Absolutely, and Christmas music is playing, so even oh. if it doesn't feel like Christmas wow. outside, it's Christmas inside. I love that. Now, Marie, when someone says, first of all, folks, the service is great, but Marie, I'll, I'm going to throw out some great gift ideas, such as, you know, you have great skincare, hair care products, essential oils, body oils, soap, you have some great stocking stuffers, there's plenty of unique gifts that people could purchase today. They don't have to worry about going to a mall or trying to order them online. Right. Absolutely. Right in stock. Now, what about someone, you know, what makes a great gift? Some of the great herbs, teas, and spices that you have. And we're not talking a few. You have hundreds. We, we certainly do lots of choices. So whether you're looking for something, some kind of a tea and herb to heal something or just something that's flavorful to sit and relax with, we have that as well. And if you have cooks in your family, we have lots of different spices. Folks, again, it's Marie. It's my health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Marie, you know what else? So someone on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day, they open up a card and it says, Merry Christmas. You're going to enjoy a nice massage on me at It's My Health. Now, that is a great gift. Gift certificates, we have we have those as well. Nice to go with any kind of a gift to put a little um, gift card in there. Folks, local products, acai, honey, maple syrup, beef fresh gum, vitamins for children. And also, you know, I'm still taking how uh, Doreen, the power of some of the hemp and CBD products that you offer, Marie, and they are just fantastic. Absolutely. Many, many people have benefited from it. We have plenty of pets on it as well, especially dogs. Um, And we also do have um, pet products, so um, probiotics and things for hips and joints and things like that as well. But CBD is wonderful. Fantastic. Folks, so it's Friday afternoon. It is sunny out right now. It's a good sky. It's a good time to swing in. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Now, Marie, let's go through what are some of your hours for today? tomorrow and then no next week saturday is christmas so just walk us through the hours that people want to pop in so today i'll be here till 5 30 tomorrow nine to four and then next week normal hours tuesday through thursday friday we'll close at three christmas eve and we'll be closed on christmas day but then we'll open up again on tuesday after christmas we are going to talk to you next week before the big day remember you are the queen of health <laughs> Thank you. I am the queen of health. Heavy is the head that wears the crown. Stop it and see you. Thank you, Marie. Have a great weekend. Thanks. You too. All right, folks. It's Marie. It's my health. Stop in. You know, there's some great stocking stuffers in there. uh, Some great products. And body oils and soaps always make a great gift at It's My Health. Well, folks, good afternoon. It's Juan. It's the John DePietro Show. Right now it's 1.50, and you're listening to AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online, as I'd like to say, at our website, which is DePietro.com. And don't forget, at DePietro.com, we have some uh, great sponsors. Whenever you hear me mention someone, such as, you know, let's just say right now you're trying to figure out what you're going to do for the new year. Well, when it comes to real estate, I'll tell you who you want to call. My friend Pat Elston, Caldwell Banker Realty, based in Cumberland, 20 years experience, licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 401-474-5253. I just had received a um, an email from one of our listeners saying that that's it, Juan. I've had it with Rhode Island. I am ready to sell. Who's that realtor you mentioned? I emailed them back. Is it called Pat Elston? 401 474 5253. There is a link on the website, which is uh, depetro.com. You know, the, the real estate market, all I'm going to tell you folks is you want to deal with someone with experience and you want to deal with Pat Elston. There's a link at the website. Well, right now at 150. Now, remember, 
pop in Ron Ron's Pastry Gourmet, 170 Royal Little Drive in Providence. They will be open tomorrow. They will be open tomorrow. Stock up. Let's go Brandon Donuts and uh, pastry and Christmas cookies and a lot more. So I believe that over the next, uh, you know, listen, the effect that Governor McKee has put in motion, that takes effect on Monday. It takes effect on Monday. And what I think is people, you know, we need to support local business. We need to support local business. And folks, we have to, you know, you got to live your life. As Tom Cruise one time said to Matt Lauer, I'm just living my life, Matt. I'm just living my life. Um, the, the McKee provisions that they're putting forward, of course they're wrong. It makes no sense. Um, oh, here's a story that's developing. I did not see this. Man shot, wounded, uh, let's see. Police are investigating a shooting took place outside a fast food restaurant in Providence. Boy, that's unusual. Male victim was hit in the leg. Expected to be okay. Investigators were seen surrounding a red car. Evidence markers, broken glass. Dog in the car at the time of shooting. Not struck. Well, that's a good. That is the Burger King. Now, they don't say where it is, but I see a Burger King, and it is in Providence, although there's several of them. So, I'm not sure... Try to track down. I wonder if that's the one. I'm not sure. Well, so that's unusual. Well, it is Christmas time in the city. But uh, my point is, listen, this weekend, <clears throat> support your local restaurants. Go out. You, If you want to put yourself in a good mood, a good mood on this Friday, you know what puts you in a good mood? Pop in and see everybody at the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. What a tradition since 1994. The Lodge, full bar, large dining area. They have the brand new deck. And on a day like today, it's 60 degrees. You can sit outside, stop in and see them at the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. Folks, Governor McKee, it's, um, <clears throat> it's wrong. It's wrong what they're doing. Rhode Island should be, as I've been saying, no different. Rhode Island should be no different than Massachusetts and Connecticut. It's not that tough, right? We're, we're three states the borders are right there. Doesn't make any sense to have things different from one another. So it should be all the same provisions. All right, let me see. I think Channel 10 is something. Providence Police say a man was shot in the leg Friday afternoon. Oh, Pleasant Valley Parkway. Oh, that Burger King. That's right over near the old living room behind the mall in uh, off of Federal Hill. So... There's the um, Dunkin' Donuts and the Burger King over there. All right, so at least they have a little more information. <clears throat> but um, but you want to support our restaurants. And my advice, if you're running a business, is you have a business to run. You have a business to run. So you 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 can't. Oh, the in the IHOP parking lot. All right, now I'm getting more details. He was shot in the IHOP parking lot on on. Uh, Friday afternoon, well, it must have been a short time ago, do not appear to be life-threatening. Who knows if it was an argument over a, a, a short stack or a large stack of pancakes. We don't know. But um, so, but whatever it is, folks, a lot of these shootings, I want to remind people, so many of these shootings are all targeted. Uh, Mayor Alorsa doesn't like the, use the term, uh, gang-related, but so many of them are gang-related. Meaning it's one gang member looking to uh, hurt and hit another gang member. So what does that mean? It means that regular, you know, people, you're just minding your own business. They're they're not looking to go after you. Um, As I said, they're not, you know, who's not getting shot? People are just like walking out of the mall are not being shot. So that is, um, so that is the good news. Oh, okay. I've seen it right now. So it was just this past hour. There was a shooting at the IHOP. Um, let me see this. Biden abandoned 60,000 Afghan interpreters, support personnel, along with 14,000 Americans. Folks, you know, we're, we're going into uh, the holidays. Let me just see this. Biden makes stunning remark. There's no difference between a black entrepreneur and a white entrepreneur in success, except the black entrepreneur usually doesn't have a lawyer. You know, just get used to it. That's all I can tell you, folks, is just get used to it. Now, the medical examiner arrived in Franklin where they're investigating a fire broke out, apparently a homicide. So, yeah, there's that. Um, Let me also 
just see. Biden accidentally calls VP Harris President Harris. That is the least of our worries at the at the moment. That is the least of our worries at the moment. Uh, that is nice. Uh, let me also just see. Uh, wow. Robert Scott Palmer, who attacked police at the Capitol wearing an American flag jacket with the president's name, gets more than five years in federal prison. That's the longest sentence in the January 6th case. Wow. He attacked police with a fire extinguisher. Again, there is um, where are all of the penalties for those that were destroying uh, all the big cities during the course of the, quote, peaceful protests. Um, I'm also there, there was um, there was a, a terrible story five years ago. And I I, I know the family. My friend David Freed is a doctor, and his daughter was engaged to a young man, and they went to Tulane, and they were in New Orleans to pick out places that they wanted to have a reception. And her fiancé was, um, was shot and killed, and they, they just arrested the guy. So it was five years later. It was an unsolved crime. That happened uh, in New Orleans. Arrest made in the 2016 cold case of the Tulane student. Uh, Many of you may not remember, but I certainly remember because I know David and his. So his daughter was engaged, Thomas Rolfs, and they've actually arrested who they believe was the killer. And the guy is very rough looking. Ernest Weatherspoon, caption indicted. So that was... um, yeah, May of 2016, they returned to New Orleans, find the perfect place for their wedding. Um, was on a way to meet some friends, and then he was heading back to his hotel. And the last time he was seen was at 2:39. He was leaving a convenience store, so it was a robbery. But the guy just shot him and killed him. Terrible. He's buying two bottles of water. Was the last time he was seen alive. And they never gave up, and they finally just caught the individuals. So, uh, again, it doesn't bring them back. But, um, folks, I, I believe, you know, this is another example of you, you have to protect yourself. You have to protect your family. So, now, coming up, we're going to hear the 2 o'clock news. Good afternoon on the sunny Friday. Boy, what a nice, my dad would call this a bonus day. What a bonus day this is. It's uh, December 17th. It's a week before Christmas Eve. And right now... It is uh, 61 degrees, depending on where you are. So I want you to, you know, we can't uh, flip out. What Governor McKee and Dr. Scott want to put forward, of course it's wrong. It's wrong. It makes Rhode Island an outlier. But people, you can't lose your mind about it. Uh, you got to just go about business. This weekend, today, this weekend, next week, support local business. Shop local. Stop at a restaurant. Buy a gift certificate. Go out for lunch, get some takeout, whatever. Let's support our own around here. Small business is the engine. So small business doesn't look for just all the constant government handouts. I want you um, to enjoy this Friday. Go Patriots. Should be a good game tomorrow night. We're back on the radio Monday at 11. WNRI Winsocket.